Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I said, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Good this morning. He's kept you all through this year. Aren't you thankful for that this morning? Come on, hallelujah. Can you give us some praise this morning for keeping you through past 2017? Hallelujah, Jesus. We thank you, God. We thank you this morning, Lord. God, we praise you in this place this morning, God. Hallelujah. You're wonderful, Lord Jesus, for situation, God. And Lord, we exalt you and we praise you this morning, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. God, we thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, he inhabits the praises of his people. Come on, give him give him a little bit of praise this morning. Hallelujah, he's good for Hallelujah, he's good for all the praises he's given. Hallelujah, he's good in our lives. Why don't you do could have happened to you any day of the week. You could have woke up, woke up in the, in the afterlife. You could have woke up out of this world. You could have left this life. Amen. You could have been laying, laid your head down on a pillow and go to sleep at night and not wake up the next day. Hallelujah. Because God called your number or because of something in your body. Whatever. God doesn't protect you and keep you. Hallelujah. How many knows the enemy can come and devour you? Amen. Hallelujah. God doesn't keep you and protect you. Hallelujah. Well, if He lifted His hand of protection off of your life, You'd be in trouble this morning. Hallelujah, you'd be in trouble. Hallelujah, God kept us and protected us all year. Hallelujah, 2023 was a good year. Even though there might have been some bad things happening in your life. Hallelujah, but you're still above the ground this morning. You're not six feet under. And you're still able to come in the house of God. Hallelujah, you're still able to walk in the house of God. And praise Him and lift your hands up and exalt Him and praise Him. Hallelujah, that's something to be thankful for this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The book of Isaiah, chapter 43. Brother Hinn texted me and asked me to preach this morning, and I got to looking, trying to find the direction of God. You know, it's, it's New Year's. It's a New Year's. We're fixed to bring in 2024. We're fixed to bring in the New Year. Amen. Hallelujah. This year is fixed to be gone. Amen. Just a few more hours by midnight tonight, 2023, will be a memory. 2023 would be a memory. You're going to step into a new year. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sister Pat, you want to set yours up? Praise God. Hallelujah. Where would you be this morning without the Lord? Hallelujah. We're going to bring in a new year. You know, there's a lot of people out there that's setting up New Year's resolutions. Well, they got plans tonight to go to parties. Plans tonight, whether it's parties in the, whether they're meeting their their coworkers or meeting with their friends or whatever, whatever they're going to set up. I just use this one. I got it right here, but I can't describe. 
Whatever they're going to be doing, and very few are going to be in the house of God. That's right. Well, very few are going to be where they need to be. Amen. Well, they're going to be out there drinking and partying, and they're going to be making promises that they can't keep because they don't have something to help them keep them. You know, a, resolu- a New Year's resolution. How many's ever made a New Year's resolution? How many's kept all those New Year's resolutions? How many succeeded in those New Year's resolutions? How many made it that year and succeeded what you said the year before? And that last few minutes, the new year, when the new year comes, I'm going to do better at this or I'm going to do better at that. But then, just a few months into the year, all of a sudden you totally, completely lose all of what you've made a resolution. You know, you made a promise and you broke it. Come on. That's right. Whether it be a promise to God or whether it be a promise to yourself or a promise to whatever, if you don't keep it, you break it. It's better to not make a resolution. The Bible says it's better not to make a vow than to make a vow and break it. Amen. Because if you make a vow, especially if you make a vow to God, and you break that vow, then you lie to God. Amen. Come on. That's right. It's a dangerous thing to make a vow and break it. So I say instead of resolutions, instead of making a resolution, throw them resolutions out the window. Don't make no promises that you might not be able to keep. Instead of saying, I'm going to do better this year at that, I'm going to do better this year at this. No, instead say, God, I'm going to look to you and I'm asking you for for guidance and help me, God, to be better at what I did, where I failed at last year. Come on, don't look back at your failures last year. Don't look back at your failures two years ago. Don't look back at your failures, come on, hallelujah, from your past. But instead, look to God and ask Him, God, help me to do better this year than what I did last year. God, help me to draw closer to you. God, I know you got good things in your hands waiting for me. And God, help me to get to where you're leading me and guiding me and directing me to. God, help me keep my eyes focused on you. Lord, don't let me fall to the side. Don't let me fall to this. Don't let me fall to that. God, don't let me pick up an old habit that I used to do. God, keep me cleansed from it, Lord. Help me, Lord Jesus, to be a better person. Help me, God, to be more like you, Lord. Help me, Lord Jesus, to be a better person than my, a better employee for my employer. Help me to be a better person at my job. Help me to be a better influencer. Help me to be somebody to witness to people about you. God, help me, Lord, give me the voice and give me the words to say to help others out there, God, to get close to you. To yeah. help others, Lord, to help the, to find you, Lord, in their time of need. And help others, Lord, to see the way that they need to go yeah. so when they don't fall to the wayside, so when they don't end up in a devil's hell, Lord. Help me, Lord Jesus, to be a good, a good person, Lord, to show others, to lead them to, to you and to lead them to salvation, God, and to lead them to eternal life instead of death. Amen. Amen. That's what we need to do. We don't, we don't need to be making resolutions that we can't keep. That's right. I'm not saying a resolution is a bad thing, but what makes it bad is when you make a resolution and you don't follow through with it and succeed in that re- resolution because you have failed to do what you promised that you was going to do. That's right. Whether you promise it to yourself or whether you promise it to God. And when I see this, I saw this last night. Just as clear as day whenever I was sitting here working on this message. Come on, we don't need to be making resolutions. Instead, we need to be asking God, help me, Lord, to be better, Lord. Help me, God, Amen. to be a better Christian. Help me, God, to be better in my walk with you. Help me, Lord Jesus, to get closer to you. God, help me in my prayer life. Help me, Lord Jesus, in my witnesses. Help me, God, in my studying of your word. God, help me, Lord Jesus, to give you more time and more of me, God, instead of giving things that's not of you more of me. Amen. That's what we need to be doing. 
Hallelujah. How many knows God is worthy of everything that we can give Him? Come on, God is worthy of all of our praise. He's worthy of all of our exalt- exaltation. Come on, He's worthy of everything. He's the only thing that matters in this life. Come on, whether you want to believe it or not, this life right here is going to pass away. We ain't going to keep this world. Come on, we're going to be given a new heaven and a new earth to, to walk one day, to live in one day because this whole world here, come on, it's dying to sin. This whole world is going to pass away because it's been corrupted by sin. It's been corrupted by the enemy. How many knows we're going to walk one day on streets of gold? Come on, when we get to heaven and see God, come on, a glorified, beautiful place. Come on, that God made. Hallelujah. Come on, there's nothing like it on this world that we can ever witness. And one day we're going to walk on those streets of gold. Come on, we're going to set our eyes on the one that hung on that cross and died for us 2,000 years ago so we can go back and be with Him because He redeemed us back to Him by dying for us. Hallelujah. Come on, we're going to see that one day. But we have to stay on course. Come on, we have to make it there because we can't fall to the side. Hallelujah. How many knows? Hallelujah. Because He's worthy of all that praise because that's what He's done for us. Hallelujah. Let me show you something in Isaiah here. When I read this passage of Scripture, it jumped out of the page. I mean, this has been here since the Bible was printed, since the Bible, since Isaiah wrote this. Hallelujah. When I read this the other night, this was a refreshing, it was a refreshing new verse. Come on, it jumped out of this page at me and it showed me some things that I didn't see before. Hallelujah. I read right over the Scripture and never noticed it. Hallelujah. When I read it last night, uh, it came to life on me. Hallelujah. Sister, when you said the word comes to life, it will come to life. When God wants to reveal something to you, this word comes to life. Hallelujah. It jumps off this page and it will stir you up in your spirit and it will show you something. Hallelujah. Come on, we need to dig in this thing and find out what God's got to say to you. Hallelujah. Let us be life to your body and life. This morning, hallelujah. 43, verse 18 and 19. Remember ye not the former things. Come on, don't look back in the past and say, I failed here, or I failed there. Say instead, God, help me, Lord Jesus, to be better at what I'm doing. Help me, Lord God, to be a better Christian for You. Help me, Lord Jesus, to get closer to You. Hallelujah. Don't look back at your failures tonight. This morning, don't look back next year when 2024 comes in. Don't look back at 2023 and say, I was a failure, because that's what the devil's going to want you to think. He's going to want you to think that you ain't nothing. He's going to want you to think that God don't have it. Hallelujah. God don't love you. He's going to want you to think that. You need to say, get on out of here, devil. Get out of my life. Don't you come and whisper in my ear that garbage. Hallelujah, my Savior saved me. And He's going to help me be better than what I was last year. Get on out of here, you lying devil. Don't play no games with him. Don't play footsies with him. Don't think he's your buddy. All he wants to do is take you down to hell with him. Hallelujah. He, he shouldn't be anything in your life. You need to tell him to get on out of your life. Get on out of your face. Get on out of your ear. Don't you come around me whispering me and telling me all this garbage. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Neither consider the things of old. I ain't even got into the second verse yet. This is just the first verse. Neither consider the things of old. In other words, don't you look back at your past. Don't you look back and say, I was a bad alcoholic one day. No, I might have been a bad alcoholic one day. But hallelujah, God delivered me from that. He took that out of my life. And I'm no longer bad. I'm not in chains. Hallelujah, that alcohol ain't got nothing on me no more. Because my Lord Jesus came to my life. And He saved me and took that away from me. You don't look back at the things of old. Don't look back at your past and set the devil sit there and influence you with garbage. Hallelujah. Instead, you look to Jesus. Come on, the author and the finisher of your faith. Come on, the one that's going to help you get through and he's going to keep you. As long as you keep your eyes on him, hallelujah, the enemy ain't got nothing on you. Amen. Hallelujah. Behold. 
You know, Isaiah said, Behold. He said, Don't look at those things back there. But instead, you behold. In other words, he's saying, Look at here. Come on, you watch, shall we? Look, behold what God's fixing to do. Come on, get your eyes on something here that's going to blow your mind. Come on, something that's going to be so, so awesome and so wonderful in your life. Get a hold of this. Well, that's what he's saying. Get a hold of this, boy. You get your eyes off of all that mess. You get a hold of this. Behold, I will do a new thing. Come on, God's saying, I will do a new thing. Come on, a new thing. You know what a new thing is? Hallelujah. 2023 is gone in a few hours. It's gone. It's in the past. Come on, there's nothing you can go back and do and change it. It's done. It's written. It's down on the history books. Come on, hallelujah. Whatever the world has done in 2023, it's down in the history books. Hallelujah. Worst president in the United States ruled hallelujah for 2023, 2022, 2021, 2020. God, get that idiot out of there. Hallelujah. But guess what? That's in the past. Come on, that's already written down in the history book. Come on, that's nothing. But guess what? God in 2024 is going to do a new thing. Hey, hey, you want that new thing to be? Hey, you keep your eyes on Him and you keep your walk with God. Oh, you're going to hallelujah. You're going to enter into glory one day. That's that new thing. He's going to take care of you. He's going to keep you. He's going to protect you. Amen. Amen. No matter what happens in this life, He's going to protect you. Where did I get that from? First of all, let me finish this. So behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. My child this morning, new year springing forth. The new year springing forth. Hallelujah. The new year in the morning is going to spring forth. What does that mean? It's going to jump into existence and we're going to walk in a new year. Hallelujah. It says, and now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? Here's what he showed me about shall ye not know it. When something's taking place and being done right before your eyes and you're sitting there and you're looking at it, you see it happening. You see it being formed in your eyes. You see it, what is, what is taking place right there before you. Right? So if you see it taking place, let's put it this way. <clears throat> if a woman's baking a cake, she takes it, she puts all the meal together. And she's sitting there stirring it up in the bowl and she's kneading it and everything and getting all the lumps out of it and preparing it and getting it ready. Then she takes it and she lays it in the pan. If the grandson's sitting there watching his granny put, make this cake and watching him Watching her pour it into the pan. He's beholding her making this cake. So she's putting the ingredients all together, kneads it all together, pours it into the pan. She takes the pan and she slides it into the oven. And she closes the oven door and begins to bake it. That child is watching this take place. Right? He's watching it being formed before his very eyes. <clears throat> what if he said, Nana didn't just make that cake. I might have watched her do it. But she didn't make that cake. Then the question is, is what it says right here. Shall ye not know it? Did he not know that she just made that cake? Did he not just witness with his own eyes for making that cake? That's the same way we are with God. When God's moving and come on, He's moving, we can't rightly see it all the time. But then as it begins to take place, are we not seeing it? Do we not know that God is moving on that situation? Do we not know that? And then if, if it took so long, if we prayed, say, five years ago for something to happen, and it took five years for it to be laid out, come on, because God was preparing the way and making it to where whenever it came, it was perfect. Right. Come on, there wasn't any flaws in it. Right. He didn't just up and throw it at you and say, here you go. Instead, He wanted you to be thankful for it, so He allowed it to take a little bit of time so He could prepare people to bring that in 
to, to make that, to cause that to happen. So now you all of a sudden, when this takes place, you appreciate it because, hey, God fulfilled that. I asked him five years ago to do that. And now it came to pass. Praise God, he did what I asked him to do. But instead, we want to get the attitude, well, he could have done it back then. Come on, God did it. Did you not know it? Do you not know that God still performed it? God still done it? Hallelujah. Do you not know that God still had something to do with it? God did that. You can't do that yourself. But you see, shall we not know it when God moves? Shall we not know it when He does things for us? He prepared the way. He made it happen. That's right. It wasn't us. We can't do it. There's not a thing we can do. Amen. You're here today because God protected you. God kept you. Amen. When I hear it all the time, people die in horrible car wrecks. Uh-huh. That could have been any one of us. Amen. Any one of us that could have happened to. But instead, God protected us. God kept us. Hallelujah. I can tell you number, numerous times when God protected me. Driving down 95, heading home one day, pulling a truck on a U-Haul trailer behind me, running 80, 80, 85 mile an hour, just cruising, sitting in the left-hand lane, just riding. Just me and my wife and the grandkids and, and God. Just heading home. All of a sudden, I hear behind, beside of me, I hear this awful, horrible sound right next to me. Car slammed the guardrail. Right beside me, if that guardrail wouldn't have been there, it'd take us out. Praise God, you know, still even hitting that guardrail, the speeds that they travel down that highway, even hitting that guardrail, 80 mile an hour, 90 mile an hour, 100 mile an hour, you can still come over that guardrail and take out the car beside of you. That means God protected us. He kept us. He didn't allow us nothing to happen. And I said, oh Jesus, I looked beside us. I looked in the side view mirror and I see the car come off the guardrail, go right into the middle of the highway with other cars having to check up all of a sudden. God didn't just protect us. He protected that person in that car to hit that guardrail. You see how God works? But you see, you can sit there and look at that as nothing happened. Oh, that's just, you know, he, he hit the guardrail. That wasn't nothing. No, God still protected me. And you can't tell me otherwise. I still give Him glory. And I'm praying for it this morning. That happened several years ago. Hallelujah. You hear what I'm telling you this morning? Come on, we need to get our mentality and quit thinking things that it's something we did or something our friends did. Come on, and give God the glory. I don't care what it is in your life. You still give God the glory because He's got complete control of your life. And everything that you do. Amen. Shall you not know it? I could, I could sit here and I could get off into some things and tell you of some things that I believe it's going to happen this year coming up. But I'm not doing that this morning. But I will tell you this. No matter what takes place in 2024, do not get your eyes off of God. Don't you look at what's going on around you in the world. Don't you let all these fears and things that the world's trying to put on people. Come on, don't let them fears get a hold of you. You say instead, you say... Come hell or high water, I'm going to serve my God. And I don't care what you say. But my God's going to take care of me. Hallelujah. You can come in this house and shoot me this morning in the heart. And I pass away. But guess what? You just gave me a ticket home, baby. Because that guy, when I leave this world, hallelujah, I'm going to step foot into glory. And I'm going to see you one to die for me. Don't threaten me with heaven. That's right. Come on, you need to change your mentality regardless of what happened. Let me show you something here. You know, yeah, the Israelites back, the Israels, the Lord, the people, I tell you, just, for the life of me, I don't understand. Hallelujah. They come out of Egypt, 
Come on, witnessed all the hand of God moving in Egypt and got them delivered. They come up on the Red Sea. Hallelujah. The enemy coming up behind them and God protected them and put a shield around them. He parted the Red Sea for miles so they could walk across. Not on muddy ground, not on ground that's wet and messing up their shoes, but they walked across on dry ground. Hallelujah. Come on, the other side of God destroyed the enemy behind them. They're in the Red Sea. And I ain't stopping there. Not only that, but for 40 years they wandered around in the wilderness out there. Hallelujah. God kept their shoes on them. Perishable products and put them in the cabinets and get them ready. But you know, if it, if it come down to it, you could even lose your house and lose every bit of that stuff that you stocked up. Because that stuff that you stocked up and put up, <clears throat> I mean, knows something could still happen to it where it could still perish in one way or another. That's right. You could prepare all you want yourself. That's right. You could try yourself, try your best to get <clears throat> just as great as you can in God. And not have God. Amen. You can stock up and get prepared for something coming as good as you want. Amen. And still not be ready for it. That's right. Over in that bay over there in Germany, wherever it was, in World War II, men had prepared in the army for years getting ready for that battle. Young guys getting ready to, when they were set out on that beach and then ramps dropped, not a single one of them soldiers was prepared for the Gatling guns sitting up there pointed out in, out in bunkers that killed 70% if not more of them soldiers before they even touched ground. While their feet was in the water. Before they even come out of the boat. You hear me this morning. You can prepare as much as you want to. But when it comes down to the wire, are you really going to be able to stand? I'm going to tell you this morning, you better get rooted and grounded in God. 
Lord, when that stuff comes your way, He's the one that's going to stand for you. That's right. He's the one that's going to protect you. He's the one that's going to put a shield around you. Like when that preacher was up preaching from the pulpit and some insane man come in the house and kept pointing a gun at him and fired the gun three or four times and not a single not a single bullet touched him. Why? Because God protected him. And that man hit the altar and repented that morning because that preacher that preacher had a connection with God to where nothing could harm him. That's what I'm talking about this morning. See, you can be prepared all you want, but are you prepared the way that you need to be repaired? prepared? Prepared. <clears throat> I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. You know what that means? Not only is He going to make a way and lead you through it, but He's also going to provide for you while you're there. A river, in, a river in a desert is not a natural thing, but God can make water come from a rock. Do you believe that this morning? Yeah. If you was out there, hallelujah, if you was out there in the middle of nowhere and all the water around you was polluted and you couldn't drink it, hallelujah, and you were thirsty and you asked God, well, do you have enough faith to believe that He can make the water come out of a tree that's sitting there in front of you or make the water come out of a hole in the ground? Come on, to be pure enough for you to drink? Or are you going to have the doubt and, and unbelief where you're going to ask Him and He's going to look at you and say, you don't believe me. Even if I did, you wouldn't drink it because you don't believe me. You don't have the faith in me. You can't trust me enough. I say it a lot. Come on, a lot of people's like that. Yeah. They'll ask God for something and then they don't believe enough. Come on, they don't they don't trust Him enough and believe Him enough that He's going to perform it and do it. Amen. So they never get their miracle or their need met because they don't trust God enough. Amen. And God's saying all you got to do is believe. We have to believe Him enough to be saved. Why can't we believe Him enough to do what we need Him to do? Amen. That's something to think about. If you can't believe Him enough to do what you're asking Him to do, then how can you have enough faith to believe that He saved you? How can you have enough faith to believe that He's going to accept you over into glory? Hallelujah. Because you know one day, one day this is all going to come to an end. Amen. Proverbs 23, wisest man in the world except for Jesus. Proverbs 23, verse 18 says, For surely there is an end, and thine expectation shall not be cut off. What you were expecting from God won't be cut off, but surely there is an end. There's an end to all things. There's an end to the trial you're going through. There's an end to a year. 2023 at midnight tonight. It's going into 2024. It's the end of a whole year. The year 2023 is coming to an end, coming to a close. What's your expectations met for 2023? Anything that you expected? Did it, did it come to pass? But you see, for our lives, there is an end coming for our lives. When we, step in, when we stand before Jesus at the judgment seat of Christ, our life is coming to an end on this earth. And now eternity is going to begin. Our expectation should be that, that, yes, I'm expecting, come on, I'm expecting and I'm anticipating with with great joy one day to stand before Jesus. And He says, well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter into your rest. 
Come on, that's my expectation. That's what I'm expecting to have happen to me one day. Because one day my life is coming to an end. And I'm going to stand before Him. Hallelujah. I want to stand before Him and help, and hear those words. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Come on, I don't want Him to be displeased with me. I don't want Him to sit there and look at me and start telling me all the things that I could have done better in my life. Come on, just like I could look back at 2023 and say all the things I could have done better for 2023. No, instead I want to keep my eyes focused on God. I want to keep pressing and pushing towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus so I can stand before Him one day. And He says, well, good, well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter into your rest. I don't want him to tell me uh, the people that I could have reached, the people I could have witnessed to, the people I could have told them, I could have told them about God instead of sitting there and just keeping my mind wandering on other things and not paying attention. Come on to hear somebody calling out spiritually and needing to hear something from me from God. And instead, I want to pay too much emphasis and too much attention on my own problems and my own needs instead of looking towards others and trying to help others. And when I want, to, I want God to say to me, well done, my good and faithful servant. Amen. Not start telling me the places that I failed. So why should we beat ourselves up for the things we could have done when instead we could hit our knees and say, God, help me to do better this year. God, help me to improve in these areas of my life. God, help me, Lord Jesus, to be a better person. God, help me to pray more. Lord, help me to fast more. God, help me to, to learn more of Your Word, God. Reveal more of Your Word to me, Jesus. Come on, reveal things to me. God, show me things. Lord, help me, God, to be a better person. Help me to be a better Christian. God, help me to be more like You. In 2024. Don't make resolutions that you can't keep. Don't make promises that you can't keep. Don't make vows that you're going to end up failing in. Instead, ask God to help you to do better. Ask God to help you be a better Christian and be more Christ-like. Because here's what happens. Regardless of what we look at, we've got a new year coming in. So regardless of what happens for the rest of the day today, until tonight, what's going to happen in 2024? Amen. Is God going to be there in 2024? Yes, is. is God still going to be in our lives in 2024? Yes. Has God turned the world over to the devil completely yet and no longer in charge of things? Or is God still in charge in 2024? God holds all things in His hands. Want everything He holds in His hands. He told Jacob, he said, that word Jacob, meaning he was totally helpless in the hand of God. Because God's in full, complete control of your life. He's got you in the palm of his hand. Just like I'm holding this Bible in the palm of my hand. I can take this Bible and close it with my hand. God can do the same thing with your life. He can take and close your life with the palm of his hand. And say it's all over. We're totally helpless like a worm in the hand of God. But God... Is in full control. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. Come on, he started it and he's going to end it. And he's going to bring it to a close. And as long as you're still with him and still got him in your sights, and as long as you're living the best you can for God, one day when you come to that end, you're going to be standing before him. Amen. And then he's going to tell you what he's going to tell you. But what about 2024? The psalmist David. David is pretty awesome. 
He's a man of close. He's a, he's a man of God's own heart. The reason why is because he had a repentant heart. He knew how to repent. Morning, David, when he would repent, he was genuine with it. When he asked God to forgive him, he was genuine. He said, "Lord, forgive me, Jesus," and he meant it from his heart because he knew that he needed to repent for the things he done. He didn't get that old bullheaded mentality and say, "Hey, I, you know, oh well," like a lot of us might get sometimes. Or begin to get to where we get repetitious with our prayers because we've done prayed them so many times because we keep failing in the things that we need to overcome. That went over real well. Amen. Hallelujah. What does David say in Psalm 65? Write this passage of scripture down in your refrigerator. Or wherever you might see it every morning. Psalm 65 and 11. Thou crownest the year with thy goodness and thy paths drop fast. If you allow God to lead you and you follow his path, well, he's going to drop drop some fast on his path. Because the new year coming in, 2024, coming in at midnight tonight, God's already put a crown on it because he's saying, I'm still in charge. Come on, I'm still the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And I still got all of this. Come on, regardless of what happens out there, these people out there think they're getting away with things and think they're getting away with what they're doing. But I mean, it's God's keeping number and He's keeping track and He's still in full control of what is taking place. Amen. How many knows that this morning? How many knows that God's in full control? If He was not in full control, then we wouldn't be here because the devil would have taken us out. This church building wouldn't be standing. We wouldn't be having meetings this morning. There's other churches all around the world and people meeting in places. Come on, they wouldn't still be meeting in, in hallelujah in the name of God if God wasn't still in control. Amen. He's still the King of Kings. He's still the Lord of Lords. And He takes our lives. Come on, every year. And He crowns every year with His goodness in our lives. Come on, the goodness of God. Hallelujah. We're all still here this morning because of the goodness of God. Hallelujah. We're all still able to walk in this place, Sister Pat, because of the goodness of God. We're all still in here able to praise God and lift His name up because of the goodness of God. Hallelujah. Walk His paths and enjoy the fatness of the Lord this morning. Hallelujah. 2023. Come on, don't make resolutions that you can't keep, but instead ask God, Lord, help me to do better, Jesus. Help me to live my life better for you, God. Help me, Lord Jesus, to overcome my weaknesses. Help me to overcome the things in my life that is holding me back from you and that is keeping me from your goodness. Amen. And help me, Lord, to trust you more. Yes. No matter what comes my way, God, help me to be able to trust you more. Hallelujah. Help me, God. Help me, Lord. Hallelujah. We can't do it without Him. You ain't going to succeed in 2023 without God, or 2024 without God. He's the one that got you through 2023. And if you keep your eyes on Him this morning, He gets you through 2024. So keep your eyes on the Lord this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The new year is springing forth. Come on, and with that new year springing forth, there's a new thing coming. Amen. There's, new life, there's new life coming. There's new things happen, that's going to happen. Hallelujah. There's new things coming. I can't get away from this verse. I still got to read this verse. Romans chapter 13, verses 11 and 12. 
Romans 13, verses 11 and 12. There were some things that happened in 2023. 2023, you could say, was a bad year, but in the same sense, it was a good year. Because we still made it through. Jesus still kept His hand on us. He still protected us. But I want to tell you something. There's some things coming, like I was saying earlier. And I'm not going to go into full, complete detail about it. But I'm going to tell you this morning, you better keep your eyes on God. No matter what comes, no matter what happens, no matter what you face in your life, know this one thing, to be absent of the body is to be present with the Lord. And if you ain't ready to go when you meet Him, hallelujah, it's going to be a bad thing for you. But if you are ready to go and you're prayed up and you're ready to stand before Him, then when you stand before Him that day, and He's going to say, well done to you, well done, my good and faithful servant. Well, those are the words you want to hear. So you need to stay focused and stay with God. Don't look back. Don't look at what's going on behind you. Don't look at the things going on around you. Instead, keep your eyes on the Lord say, Jesus, help me to get closer to you, God. Help me, God. Lead me, guide me, and direct me. Help me to keep my eyes focused on you. Because right here in verse 11, it says, and that, and that, when he says, and that, he pauses for a second. And he says, knowing the time, knowing the time that we are in, knowing the day and hour that we are living in right now, we know that we are in the last days. We are in the last hours, folks, whether you want to believe it or not. So us being in the last hours, knowing the time, knowing what time we're living in, knowing what is coming. Come on, we don't want to miss out on the greatest thing that's going to happen in this world. Hallelujah. Since Jesus died on the cross for us. Hallelujah. Come on, let me tell you something. You better get your eyes focused and stay focused on God. Don't get caught up in the things going on around you. Pay attention and know what's going on. Know the time. Knowing the time that now, knowing the time that now, is it is high time to awake out of your slumber, out of your sleep. It's time to wake up. He's saying, knowing what time it is, it's time to wake up. It's time to stir yourself. Come on, it's time to shake yourself in the Lord and get ready. Hallelujah. Come on, because knowing the time that's taking place, come on, we know that it's time to wake up. Amen. This verse right here goes along with Matthew chapter 25 where it speaks of the ten virgins. Come on, it hears the voice come, the bridegroom's coming. 2024, come on, hallelujah. I believe we're getting close. It's that time. It's the time to wake up. It's time to wake up and trim your lamps and fill your oil in your lamps and get it ready. Come on, so that you, your lamp will be burning when the bathroom shows up. Amen. Don't wait till then to have to go out and start searching for it. For now is our salvation nearer than we believe. This was Paul speaking to the Roman church. About 1900 years ago, maybe 2000 years ago, somewhere around that time. I don't know the exact time frame, but I know it's around 1900 to 2000, somewhere in that area, when Paul was preaching to when Paul was preaching the word of God to the churches around that area, to the church of Rome. When he preached this, he, he was telling when he wrote this letter to Rome. He said, "For now is our salvation nearer than we believe." That was back then. But now the thing is we can see the things happening now in Matthew chapter 24. Isn't it a coincidence that Matthew chapter 24 and 2024 and the way things are looking right now? Come on, we need to wake up and we need to be ready. Hallelujah. How many knows what I'm talking about this morning? Amen. Because the night is far spent. Meaning this has gone on and gone on. Shall I say it? The shedding of innocent blood. Amen. 
the corruptness that's taking place in the house of God, a sacred place. Abominations up in the pulpit in the house of God. Come on, things that man's getting away with doing. Hallelujah. Come on, how many knows the night is far spent? Meaning this stuff has been going on and it's about time that God's going to say, I'm done with it. Amen. How much longer is He going to put up with it? The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Get your armor of light on this morning so you can be a light to a corrupt world out there. Come on, so that they can see Jesus through you. Come on, so that when they look at you, they see the witness of God in your life. So where you can be a witness to them to show them and to lead them and to guide them and to direct them. Because I'm telling you, there's a day coming. People's going to need people that's standing there that's taking a stand for God and that's trying to live the best they can so they have somebody to look to and see if there's any hope there. In 2024, be a hope for people. Come on, get your life, get yourself to the level in God where when people look at you, they know that they're looking at somebody that has taken a stand for God and they're not going to fall to the either side. Come on, get all those petty things out of your life. Come on, those little complaints and those little faults that we have in our life. Come on, if people look at and they judge you because of the things you do. Instead, we need to take and shake ourselves. Come on, shake that dust off. Shake that, that weight off. Shake these things that's keeping us held down. Come on, shake them chains. Keep them chains away from you. And say, God, help me, Lord Jesus. Come on, to get to that level in you, God, to where when people see me, they see you. They don't see my failures. They don't see my faults. They don't see the things in my life. Come on, hallelujah. Instead, they see the one that can save their life. Amen. Through my life and through my walks with you. God, help me, Lord Jesus, to get these things, these weights that so easily beset us to where I can run the race. Come on, that is laid before me so I can reach that finish line to where I can say, I fought a good fight. I finished my course and I made it through. Hallelujah. Laid up for me as riches and glory that Jesus had in store for me that so I can be there and receive them unto myself because I made it. Amen. Pressing towards the mark for the prize that is laid before me to set over in glory the prize of it. Hallelujah. In Christ Jesus. Amen. The prize that God's got set for me. Amen. You gotta reach there. You gotta make it there. How are you gonna do that? Through the help of God. 2024, you need to ask God. Hallelujah. Make this a make this your plea to the Lord. Come on, don't make it a vow. Don't say it, God, I'm gonna do it. But instead make it a plea to the Lord. Say, God, help me, Lord Jesus, to keep my eyes focused on you and help me watch God and lead God and direct me and direct my path, Lord, toward the fatness, Lord, that they're laid in my path, the fatness and the goodness of you, so I can reach that place. Where you got in store for me, so that when people see me, they can get there too. Amen. Help me, God, That's right. to be a better man of God. Help me, Lord Jesus. Come on, hallelujah. Is that your you got to your prayer for 2024? Yes. God, help me, Lord Jesus, to be a better Christian, God. Lord, help me, Lord Jesus, to be more like you, God, yes. for 2024, Lord. Don't let me fall, Lord Jesus, to the side, God. But instead, help me, Lord, to keep my focus. Keep my eyes on you, Lord Jesus. And cast away anything out of my life, God, that is not of you and that will hinder me, God, to help me get to that place that you got lined up for me, Jesus. Because I don't want to miss out, God. Lord, I don't want to miss out, Jesus. Is that your prayer this morning? Hallelujah. Make that your prayer for 2024 this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God, I praise you, Lord. I praise you, God. Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Anybody need prayer this morning? Hallelujah.
2023, like I said, 2023 is on its way out. Hallelujah. We need to make sure we break those shackles off. Make sure we keep those chains off. Make sure we keep those things on for our life for 2024 as we go in. You need prayer for strength this morning to help you in 2024 as as it's coming upon us. It's coming upon us quick. Hallelujah. Or do you need prayer in your body or do you have somebody you need to pray for this morning? The altars are open. I'm going to leave it open for a few minutes. Hallelujah. Right, Kevin, Azaria wants to pray. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Lord Jesus. God, you see this child, Lord. There's a faith of a child, Lord Jesus. Move mountains, God. Lord, the faith of a child, Lord, ain't like an adult, Lord Jesus. It doesn't falter, God. Lord, it's full belief, Lord Jesus. And they set their eyes on you, God, and they expect to, they expect something to happen, God. They, they expect a result, Lord Jesus. Far greater than what us adults do, Lord God, because we tend to tend to have disbelief and we tend to to allow ourselves to think otherwise, God. But Lord, you know in her heart, Lord Jesus, what she's asking, God, of you. And Lord, I ask you, Jesus, also, God, to touch her life, Lord, and camp angels round about her, Lord Jesus, to shield and protect her, God, and to keep her safe, Lord Jesus, keep her close to your heart, God. Because, Lord, you said yourself, out of your very, out of your mouth, Lord, these very words, God, you said that the, as a child come, coming to you, Lord Jesus, if anyone, if anyone harms one of these little children, God, it's better than a millstone be tied around the neck and them cast into the sea, God. Lord, if you said that, that tells me, God, that the children's very precious to you, God. Yes. Lord, I know she's precious to you, God. Lord, I ask you, Jesus, to meet all of her needs, Lord God, and move in every situation, God, that she needs of you, God, and keep her and protect her, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. And keep her family close to you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. And save them, God. Save them, Jesus. God, reach to them, Lord. Hallelujah, God. Deal with the Lord Jesus. God, allow her, Lord, to be that portal, Lord, that, that threshold, God. Lord, you reach through, Lord, God, and touch the move, Lord Jesus. Just like a prayer call for is a point of contact, Lord, you can also use people as a point of contact, God. Lord, ask you, Jesus, to use her, Lord. Use her very words, God, in her very presence, Lord. Allow your presence, God, to be in her presence, Jesus. Story can reach everyone around her, Lord God. Lord, I see you do it before, Lord. I see you do it before, Jesus. Just a smile of a child can change the circumstance of somebody's life, God. Just because you're involved in it, Lord, and your presence surrounding the Lord. Hallelujah, God. I thank you and I praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, God. I seen something this morning and I was sitting back there and I was thinking about it. And I never mentioned it to you. Is today while you were doing the Sunday school lesson and while you were leading worship, I didn't hear that agitated call. Did you notice that? It's a miracle from God. It is. I thank you for it. I do. Look, I'm telling you, I hit my I hit my foil toe 
I'm telling that thing hurt so bad, I couldn't hardly walk on it, it turned blue. And I said, ouch, I said, Lord Jesus, have mercy, and I'm going to tell you right now. That night it hurt me, but the next day I could put shoes on and walk. He's awesome. He is. He's awesome. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, I want to contact God. Lord, in your hand, reach Lord God. Reaching towards where Sister Sue is setting up, God. Lord, you see the attack of the enemy on her life, Lord Jesus. And God, Sister Melissa stands here in agreement, Lord God. We stand here in agreement together, Lord Jesus. And ask you, Lord God, to reach and move, Lord, to where she's setting at, God. With your miracle work and power, Lord Jesus. And God, I ask you, Lord, to touch her through her body, Lord God, from her head to her feet, Lord Jesus, and heal her, Lord, heal her, Lord Jesus, everything, God, that the enemy has brought against her, Lord Jesus. I ask you, God, to heal, Lord, and move and mend and fix and correct, Lord God, everything throughout her entire body, Lord Jesus. God, she loves singing your praises, God, you using her. You're using her, Lord God, to sing your worship song, Lord, in this church, Lord God. To be part of the worship, Lord Jesus. To lead people, God, into your presence, Lord. And God, I ask you, Lord Jesus, to, to touch her, Lord, in her body so she can do this, God. So she can do what pleases to her heart, Lord God. For you, Lord Jesus, this work, God, that you call her to do, Lord. God, I ask you, Lord Jesus, to move right now, Lord. With your healing virtue, Lord God. And in touch Jesus. Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God, I thank you for it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Anybody else? Anybody else need to touch from the Lord this morning?